Welcome to today's one-on-one with Mike, where the whole focus is on kettlebells. Now, I address very specifically the main criteria that you need to look for when you're purchasing kettlebells in order to, one, maximize your financial investment, and then two, get the most out of this training tool. And so I give you these key criteria to look at that you can actually apply to any tool out there, but I give you specific recommendations and the why behind them so you can make a more informed purchasing decision that can be supported to your fitness, aesthetics, and performance goals. Now let's get into the show. All right. So one of the most common questions, as I mentioned in the introduction, that most people have when it comes to starting a kettlebell program or learning about them, maybe you saw kettlebells on YouTube, maybe you've used them before in the gym, at home, maybe you've got friends who've introduced you, whatever your introduction has been to kettlebells. The criteria that I'm going to share with you here, you can utilize, of course, when making better sound decisions and buying weights with kettlebells now, but also you can use this across the board no matter what you want to spend your money on. But before we get into that, let's talk about some of the benefits and why someone would use kettlebells. Now, there's many, many benefits to this training tool if you know how to use it right. That's the big caveat there because otherwise it's just a, I've seen people use it as a paperweight lighter bells. I've also seen them use all the time as doorstops. Please don't do that uh, unless you absolutely need to, but use the weights. Don't let them collect, collect dust in the back of your home, in the back of your gym. And When you're using kettlebells and you use them right to their potential, they can train damn near every single performance objective and ability that you want to achieve. Not to mention hit pretty much all of your aesthetic goals and make you feel like a confident, skillful, empowered mover. I mean, you can train with kettlebells when you know how to use them right. You can train strength, power, endurance, flexibility, uh, cardiovascular conditioning. You can train balance, coordination, agility. You can train it all if you know how to use the weight. The other thing that you have to keep in mind, a kettlebell is very, very different than a barbell, than even a dumbbell because of the way it's constructed. You have an offset center of mass from that handle, which essentially means when you use it, if you've used the kettlebell before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The kettlebell almost becomes a live object when you're utilizing it for certain movements. And essentially, when I'm saying a live object, it means your nervous system and your body has to continually adapt to this external load. It's not a direct extension of your hand like maybe a dumbbell would be. This thing is off-center and will move and you have to adjust and your body has to anticipate and think and basically become a more intelligent system when you're utilizing a kettlebell. The other thing to consider is you can do movements and achieve things that you simply can't do with other pieces of training equipment. Like for example, if you're not familiar, there's a movement called or our series of movements, let's say, called bottoms-up training, which essentially just means if you can picture an overhead press, so taking a kettlebell from the chest into an overhead lockout position when your arm's fully straight, imagine that movement done with a barbell or even a dumbbell. Now imagine trying to do that and balancing a kettlebell that's upside down. So the big ball, that bowling ball is resting above the hand. You've got to bounce. You've got to use that grip. You've got to er irradiate tension 
position, running through the arms, through the shoulders. It is one of my favorite applications of that tool that you simply cannot do with other pieces of training equipment. Then when you look at how it sits on the form and the way that you can have more of a neutral wrist position that can be pretty comfortable, of course, on the top of the wrist or on the, on the top of the forearms, there is going to be a learning curve because that pressure does take some time to work hard in the tissue there. But by and large, it is a very comfortable piece of equipment to train with. And when you look at it, for example, in, when entering into movements like the overhead press, that ball, that center of mass is actually sitting slightly back and it almost guides the kettlebell into the proper overhead lockout position, which is really hard for a lot of people to get into due to lack of range of motion or flexibility. Then when you look at some of the lower body movements, what we call the ballistic movements, swings, cleans, snatches, very effectively and very efficiently, you can accomplish high volume movements, swinging that kettlebell beneath the body, through the legs, and doing so very energetically and mechanically efficient. There are so many more benefits that we can go into, but just know it is one of the most portable and versatile tools out there that will give you every single effect you are looking for from if you want to look better, feel better, and perform better. The last thing that I will say is you can train unilaterally, which is very important, and it will show and magnify the imbalances between the left and the right side of the body. So that's very different, for example, than let's say a barbell, which is with a barbell, if one arm's stronger than the other, you can't really notice it so much. But with a kettlebell, you can really magnify that and you can bring your body into a greater state of balance with very good and structured training. Now, the criteria, I want to get right into this because I'm also going to give you recommendations for males and females, specific recommendations that you can utilize as a general starting place for which weights to purchase when you're ready to get some kettlebells. Now, if you like this episode, please do let me know because there are so many specific questions that I've gotten over the years. For example, what's the difference between those big competition bells and those cast iron bells that look as the weight gets heavier, they get bigger. Uh, There's so many details in kettlebell lifting that I tend to geek out on, but I want to make sure that it is very useful and practical for you. Otherwise, I I won't share it. You know, I want to make sure it's valuable for you. So, if you do get value out of the show, definitely DM me on IG. Uh, please put a comment and you want to see and hear more of these very uh, laser-focused Q&A sessions. Now, whether it's kettlebells or honestly any other piece of fitness equipment, there are six criteria that I'm looking at that I want you to consider because once again, I'm going to give you specific recommendations, but if you use this criteria, you can even make it more specific and fine tune it a little bit based off of your unique situation and your unique body. So the first thing to consider is what is your budget? How much money have you set aside for this type of investment? Now, let me just share. I can't even tell you in shit over 18 years of teaching this stuff and competing in this stuff, this is one of the biggest, biggest mistakes that I see. Now, I worked a lot with first responders. This is the first thing that's coming up right to the, the forefront of my mind. And you know, oftentimes, whether it's the fire station that have allotted some amount of money, for example, for fitness and for fitness equipment. Now, this is the same case for schools. And even if you're not even involved in first responders or in schools, you want to just do this for your home. Most people make this mistake. 
They think that if I spend X amount of dollars on the equipment, if I get two sets of bells, eight kilos, 12 kilos, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32 kilos, two sets of those things, they're beautiful. You got this big layout and you're, you're stacked, you're ready. You can do anything that you want to do from a fitness and performance perspective but you never have learned how to use them properly. And I just remember so many times over the years, no matter where I've taught and where I've shared or tried to share this stuff, most people have invested. If they have invested, they've invested in the equipment purchase, but have completely forgot, or it's been like pulling teeth, trying to get people to actually understand that if you don't know how to use this, one, like anything, they can be dangerous right? And so there's a risk to safety, but you're most likely not even remotely going to come close to utilizing this tool to its potential, which is why in the recommendations that I'm going to give here, and I will do my best, I'll probably type up a PDF for you that you can download it. And I'll put a link in the show notes to this episode. But with just one, two or three bells, that's all you need, especially when you're starting out, which is why my program, as an example, Kettlebell Lifestyle, I designed that during COVID where all you would need to perform the entire program and experience insane amounts of performance, skill, fitness, even body composition gains all you need is one kettlebell. And I wanted to do that purposefully because I wanted people to invest in the education and just get what they need to be successful and maximize their investment. And then as you grow with the tool, and if you really find like, wow, I'm really getting results, I'm really enjoying training with this puppy, then of course, at that point, invest in more. But start small, learn how to use it, and it will pay you back exponentially. I promise you that. So with the budget, I really recommend going less, get one to three bells. Don't worry about getting double bells or pairs of bells or full sets of bells just yet. Invest in just one to three bells. And once again, I will give you those recommendations uh, towards the end of this show. The second thing to consider now, if you get one to three bells, it's not so much of an issue, but with fitness equipment, it typically takes up a lot of space, right? Like if you had a barbell, you got plates, you want a squat rack, takes up a lot of space. And if you're living in an apartment or you just don't have much space to train, you really got to evaluate that as a realistic consideration. And so looking at the space that you have on hand now, thankfully, kettlebells are, are some of the most portable and versatile training tools out there. And if you only get one bell or two bells, you don't need much space at all. They can fit in your closet right next to your freaking shoes, right? Like I've got kettlebells right next to my Vivo Barefoots. Like you can fit them there. You can put them in your car. Now, also big recommendation, if you put them in your car or in your truck, please, please secure them down. I can't even tell you how many times I've banged up cars that I've had over the years because they weren't secured. And if you do own a truck, this will save you. When you load kettlebells in a truck, make sure that you secure them towards the front of the bed, not towards the back where the tailgate is. You want to put them as close as you can to, let's say you have your driver and passenger's cab. Right behind that is the front of the bed. That's where you want it secured. Or depending how you look at it, maybe it's the back of the bed, but the opposite side to the the tailgate door, okay? Secure them down. Now, that space, once again, is super important because if you don't have the space and you get two sets of bells and you want to get a rack, it's just not realistic for, for whatever your environment is. So consider that. But if you use a kettlebell, one to three, it should not be an issue. Uh, 
The third thing to consider is your gender. Are you a male or female? There's going to be specific recommendations, especially starting off, that you're going to want to keep in mind. And I'm going to break this down, the recommendations from male, female, as well as men above 160 pounds, below 160 pounds, and then ladies who are above 125 pounds and below 125 pounds. Now, I mentioned earlier, we can get even more specific, but this should be a really good starting place for some someone looking to begin their investment with Bells. And even if you're, let's say you've used them before, you have a moderate level of fitness or a moderate skill level, the recommendations I'm giving you will take you very, very far. I mean, if I only had these three weights that I will be recommending to you, it's honestly all I would need. And I'm going to also give you even more specific recommendations on how to tweak that just a little bit. The next thing to consider, item number four, is your body weight. I mentioned I'm going to give body weight breakdowns because it makes a big difference if you're a man who weighs 250 pounds and you're a man who weighs, for example, 130 pounds. You're definitely going to want to start with different weights as a general rule of thumb. And I don't think that's any surprise, but I want to call it out here because the recommendations that I would give to a larger man versus a smaller man and the same thing with a lady would be very, very different to really give you the best chance of optimizing your financial investment when you're choosing this training tool or any training tool, honestly. Number five is the fitness level. What type of fitness level are you coming in when you're starting training with kettlebells? Have you been sitting on the couch for six months? Do you get winded just simply walking a mile? Do you even not walk at all? If that is you, my first recommendation actually wouldn't even be getting kettlebells. Just walk 20 to 45 minutes. Walk, keep your mouth closed, nasal breathe. That in and of itself will help you develop an aerobic base that you can bring into resistance training. And that is honestly square one developing the solid habits that you need to be consistent. And then once you've got that consistent routine, at least for three to four weeks, maybe 30 days is what you set as a goal, then celebrate order those kettlebells, and now you know you are really committed. But if I just want to bring that up because if you've got a very, very low level of fitness, that is absolutely going to impact the weight that you do and then what type of training that you choose to do with the kettlebells. The next thing to consider is your skill level. Have you trained with kettlebells before? Have you received proper instruction utilizing kettlebells? Or are you just following a YouTube video and you don't really know what to do at all? Because if you're a beginner with a low level of fitness and a very low skill level, you're definitely going to want to use that as one other consideration. And what I'm going to give you in terms of recommendation levels, I'm not going to include the skill level in there. Um, but you can use your own discretion and the weights that I'm giving are going to be appropriate once again for more beginners to moderate level people with skill with this training tool. Now, that's not also to say that if you have experience with other functional training tools, like for example, the Bulgarian bag, you're going to be much more suited to maybe progressing faster with a kettlebell than other people because you've been utilizing these training tools that train you in multiple planes of movement through multiple patterns that train multiple performance abilities that get you in these awkward positions uh, as opposed to being so linear, 
So for example, if all you've been doing is powerlifting, you know, squat, bench, and deadlift, not to say you don't have a very solid base of strength, but when you try to do a little bit more complex movements, and for example, the Turkish getup, you might find that your mobility is very challenged, and therefore the load or the weight that you're going to choose to do is going to need to go down at least in the beginning. Again, the kettlebell is so unique, and this is why it's such a powerful training tool, because it trains the nervous system almost unlike any other piece of training equipment out there. And so your athletic ability will go through the roof. Your resiliency, your ability to be an adaptable human being, no matter what life throws at you, do you feel strong, competent, and capable? And that is what effective kettlebell training can do. And so in terms of the weights, let's get to this section here. And then once again, I will include uh, a PDF or a link in the show notes that you can go to to check out these weights. And once you've considered all of those things that I mentioned, that is going to allow you once again to even fine-tune these recommendations even more. Use your own discretion, your own common sense, or just simply reach out to me with questions. I'm happy, happy, happy to help. So now for men. Men, if you weigh below 160 pounds, so men below 160 pounds, the three weights, if you were to invest in just three kettlebells, now this will take you super far. The first weight is eight kilograms, second weight, 16 kilograms, third weight, 24 kilos. So eight kilos is roughly 17-ish pounds. 16 kilos is roughly 35 pounds. And then 24 kilos is plus or minus 52 pounds. There's 2.2 pounds or 2.2046 pounds in one kilo. And so you can do the conversion there. But most of these manufacturers sell both in kilos and in pounds. And the classic weights when they were starting out manufacturing a lot of these kettlebells was in four kilogram jumps. So eight, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 32, et cetera. But now what they've realized is because the kettlebell is such a unique piece of training equipment, again, it's very different than training with a dumbbell. The weight jumps are not equivalent because it is so challenging once again to that nervous system. And so they started making smaller increment jumps. So you can very easily find two kilo jumps or approximately four to five pound jumps. And that is very recommended. But again, the purpose of this episode is to give you from a budget perspective, optimizing your investment, what are the three weights? And that is what I would recommend for men below 160 pounds. Now, in general, as a starting place, men above 160 pounds, I would recommend getting one 12 kilogram bell, one 18 kilogram bell, and one 30 kilogram bell. Once again, if you can't find those two kilo increments, you know, don't get an 18, then just get either a 16 or a 20, or don't get a 30 kilo, get about a 32 kilo or a 28. Just use your own discretion as well as the criteria that I mentioned earlier to make you make a little bit more of a precise buying decision. Now let's head to ladies. Now, ladies below 125 pounds, plus or minus, you want to pretty much start off with, I would say, a four to a six kilo bell, then a 12 kilo bell, then a 16 kilo bell. Women above 125, you want to get an eight kilo bell, a 14 kilo bell, and then a 20 kilogram bell. Once again, you can go plus or minus two kilos based off of your unique situation, your unique athletic ability 
and what you have access to purchasing. Now, when it comes to choosing the lightest weight, the lightest weight to start with, I'm going to give you a very helpful tip that I learned many years ago. It's very practical. Where you want to start with a kettlebell is really what you can overhead press. I would say everyone has a different perspective on this, but I would say a minimum, minimum of five controlled, strong, overhead strict presses with a kettlebell. That should be your first weight at minimum. If you can do eight, nine, 10, great. But if you cannot at least accomplish when you first pick up that kettlebell, five clean, solid repetitions, then it's too heavy for you. Because typically the overhead press is going to be the greatest barrier to entry. And that's not to say once you start training with it, once you become more efficient with it, you're probably going to progress pretty fast. But if you can get at least those five reps when you start, then maybe after two or three weeks training with the kettlebell, you'll be able to jump that to eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 15, easy, but at least make sure you can do five right away because then otherwise, you know, you're not really going to one, the safety is going to go down. The risk of injury is going to go up unnecessarily, but you're really not going to get to accomplish as much as you possibly could had you been able to perform those five strict low, five strict reps with the kettlebell. Now, the last thing before we close off in terms of utilizing the kettlebell to its potential, there's really, we, we say the big six, the big six kettlebell movements that you want to really dive into mastering when you're first learning the kettlebell is the swing, the clean, the snatch, the overhead press, the Turkish getup, and the squat, typically a goblet squat. Now, we can also throw in the deadlift because that is a prerequisite to the swing, which is a prerequisite to the clean, which is a prerequisite to the snatch. So we can maybe say the big seven, but we typically say the big six. If you invest in one to three bells and you learn those six to seven movements well, you invest in hopefully getting a coach or following some type of structured program, there are many good kettlebell coaches out there. There's many good online programs. I'm obviously going to have a bias towards my own. It is the, the culmination of 18 plus years as a competitive lifter, winning a world championship, uh, achieving master of sport in two categories, training untold number of athletes getting injured along the way, rebuilding myself, hiring great coaches. So this is not, I don't say this to brag, but I really have put my heart and soul into that program. So if you want an online program, a follow along workout program that educates you on how to perform all of those movements, except the only thing I will say is the full snatch is not included and it goes up to the half Turkish getup. And that's because once again, I wanted to make it as accessible as possible. And those movements are highly advanced. If you perform if you perform what I'm saying in that program or what I'm teaching in that program, I also have plenty of tutorials online that can take you into the full getup and into the snatch, but you need those at a, at a base level. And I promise you, if you master those movements with the bells that I'm suggesting here, you will get so much more out of this training tool than 80 to 90% of the population. Whew. 
that was a lot. I, I'm fired up, man. I didn't even have coffee today. But this is, again, one of the most commonly asked questions I get. And please let me know if you liked and enjoyed this episode, you got value from it. Because if so, there's a whole slew of other questions that I can answer. And if you have questions, let me know. Kettlebells, Bulgarian bags, strength and conditioning, or any other question that you feel curious about or that I would be a good fit to provide dedicated and direct value to you, let me know. That's what this podcast is about. I hope you enjoyed today. Do check out the show notes because I will include just a a small chart recapping exactly what I included here uh, in terms of the weights for males and females. And I wish you a beautiful day. Enjoy yourself and happy lifting. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.